January 2nd, 2018 in Chennai on the importance of Guru. Hare Krishna. So we're going to just speak very briefly about the um, importance of Guru. Why do we need Guru at all? In the, in the modern day and age, not everybody is having a guru, isn't it? Used to be in civilized society, everybody understood I have to have a guru. But now, people are thinking that I can just make my own way in life. We're having some sound on the mic. It's not. Okay, so first thing is that if we want to be successful in life, we have to understand what is success. Does anybody here want to be a failure? Anyone want to be a failure? Do you want your children to be a failure? Then you have to know what does success mean? You say, I'm going to be successful. We're still having this problem. So in order to know what is a successful life, we need to know what is the purpose of creation. Right? Isn't it? If I'm going to do something successfully, still it's not good. So we need to know why is, why is there anything. Like one time Prabhupada was giving a program in South America and he was asked the question, why is there anything? Why does anything exist? So this is the question. What is the purpose? What is the meaning of life? Because if we're going to be successful, we have to measure our success against the purpose of life. Does this make logical sense to everybody? Yes? If you have a job, and you want to know am I successful at my job, you must know what is the goal of your job. If the goal of your job is to service motorcycles, and instead you are making peacock feather fans, then even if you make beautiful peacock feather fans, you are a failure. So without Guru, we cannot understand what is the purpose of life. Just like if you buy some equipment, you have to get instruction manual. Isn't that a fact? Even you get some software, you may not know how it works, what it does, how to use it. So only somebody who is in touch with the manufacturer can give you what is the purpose. So Guru can explain to us, because although God is in our heart, we may not be able to hear him. But Guru is the external representation of the Lord in the heart. And he can explain what is the purpose. Then we can know what is success. And we learn that the purpose of life is to know God and to love him. So how are we going to know God? Without knowing God, loving Him is very difficult. 
Just like if your son comes home and says, Oh, I have met, I, there's some girl, I'm in love, I want to get married. And you say, what is her name? I do not know. What does she look like? I do not know. Who is her family? I do not know. Where does she live? I do not know. And what is this love? Who are you loving? So if you're going to love God, you have to know Him. And how will we know God? With our mind, with our intelligence, we can know something of God. We can understand must be a God. And we can understand must be one God. This is nicely explained in the sixth canto of the Bhagavatam, why there cannot be two gods or a committee. <laughs> the Yamadutas, when they are speaking to Yamaraj, they said if there are two gods, they will not always agree. We see this, yes? Husband and wife, they may love each other, but they do not always agree. That is because they're individuals. Prabhupada said every individual has their own opinion. So the Yamadutas said if there are two gods, then one god will say, this person should be punished, and the other god will say, this person will be rewarded. And so people will get both punished and rewarded for the same thing. And there will be chaos. So it must be one Supreme God. And we can know something about the nature of God by looking at the world. We can understand God must like a lot of variety. Just like in this flower, one flower, but each petal is different. In the same flower, every petal is different. Or you have this plants here, right? You hold out one of those green things. One of those green. The ferns. Take from the floor. Can you pick up a fern from the floor? You don't know English? Yes, and just hold it up in the air. Yeah, there you go. And you'll see, each leaf is a little different. On the same branch. Yes? Even each little leaf is a little different on the same branch. And then if you look, one kind of plant, other kind of plant. Even with twins, they are a little different. So we can understand God likes variety. We can understand God likes order. He likes systems. We understand that God is very efficient. The death of one creature provides the life for another creature. The tree dies, its body becomes the soil for the other plant. So we can understand this. But to understand the actual nature of God personally, just looking at the world, we cannot understand. What is the color of God? What does God do for fun? We cannot understand this at all. Uh, just like uh, in America, there's this little booklet from the Christians, and God is this big, big man, very big man, no face, wearing business suit. And little, little people come, like this small, they are there, by this big, big God. And there's a screen, this is your life. And the little people looking at the screen, oh, I did that, oh, I did that. I thought nobody was watching. Oh, I did that. And then the big God is going, heaven, hell. And this is all God is doing all day. So this is all rubbish. Because if you don't have a guru, how are you going to understand the personal nature of God? Impossible. You can understand there must be a God, must be one God. God likes order, God likes beauty, God is efficient, God likes variety. 
But beyond that, what can you know without Guru? And if you can't know God, how can you love Him? And that is the purpose of life. That is our success. Even materially, everybody understands that love is the highest thing, isn't it? Everybody understands that. If you have a lot of money, and you are very famous, and you are very powerful in the world, but nobody loves you, and you don't love anybody, how is your life successful? Is that successful life? Even your mommy and daddy do not love you. How is that successful life? Just because you have a lot of money, big house, and now in India you are bringing dog also. And then the highest love must be love of the perfect person. I am loving my child, my mommy. But it, unless that person is perfect and there's perfect love, it's not the highest. So highest thing must be perfect love of the perfect person. And for that I must know the perfect person. Therefore Guru is essential to know God. And Guru is essential also to teach me how to love God. I may want to love you, but if I don't know what you like, how can I love you? That will be very difficult, yes? Love means I do for you what makes you happy. I have to know. So he's saying, Patram Pushpam Pulam Toyam Yome Bhakti Priyachati Taraham Bhakti Paritam Ashnami Priyatati He's not saying, give me dead goat. So what pleases him? Uh, we have to know from Guru. This pleases him, this does not please him. Like our acharyas are teaching us what are the offenses. Yeah? That does not please. This is pleasing. Otherwise, how would we know? Like there's an offense, you should not offer obeisances only one hand. I would not guess that this was displeasing to God. How would I know? You understand? I would not know. Without Guru, how would I know? He wants two hands or no hands, but not one hand. How would we know? He wants Tulsi leaves. Unless we are hearing from Guru. So Guru teaches us what is the purpose of life, which is to know God and to love God. He gives us knowledge of God, so we can love God. And He shows us how to love God. And without that, honestly, our life must be a failure. There is no logical alternative. Does this make sense to everybody? Without Guru, my life must be 100%, it must be a failure. Because I don't even know what is a success. I cannot even understand what is a success. So who is Guru? The main qualification, Strotriya Brahma Nisthi. Strotriya means someone who has heard. Guru also is not independent in knowledge. This is a mistake to think Guru is God. Guru also must have heard from Guru. If someone says, I am a master, but I have no master, that person is saying, I am God. Only God can say, I am master with no master. Of course, Krishna has master out of love. Mother Yasoda is tying him up. That is, he's not actually that Mother Yasoda is Krishna's master. No actually, but out of affection. <laughs> like the grandfather is carrying the grandson on his shoulders. 
and the grandson is saying, Grandpa, you go here. Grandpa, you go there. Out of affection. But only Krishna is the master with no master. Ishwar Parama Krishna. He's the supreme Ishwar. So Guru must also have Guru. Shrotriyam. He must have heard from Shastra, must have heard from Guru. Therefore we have Parampara. The Guru must show, I am coming in this Parampara, and Guru must not change. Details must be changed. That is required, Prabhupada said, that we must adapt for time, place, and circumstance. That is absolutely required. Like somebody might say, oh, you had big festival yesterday for January 1st. What is this nonsense? This is just a Gregorian calendar. It's not a Vedic calendar. It's not according to some titi. So should we go to all those people? How many people came yesterday? Thousands, yeah? More than 2,500 at least. 25,000. 25,000. I was thinking thousands, thousands. So are we going to go to all those people and say, this is not on the Vedic calendar, please go home. <laughs> no prasadam for you, no Bhagavad Gita, no darshan. No, it is required. Prabhupada says it is required. This is one way you tell what is a bona fide guru. Required to give spiritual life according to the time, place, and circumstance. That is absolutely required. And also required not to change Siddhanta. These two things. Required, Siddhanta does not change. And adaption for time, place, and circumstance must be there. Otherwise, everything is dead. Just like we are alive, so when it's cold, we put on cheddar. And when it's hot, we put on fan. Because we are alive. So the Guru keeps everything alive. So this is Strotriyam, to come in Parampara and to be able to understand this is one of the 14 items of knowledge, to understand time, place, and circumstance, and to adapt one's actions for time, place, and circumstance. Then Brahmanistam, to be fixed in the Absolute Truth, not only to have heard, but to have assimilated. As Manumaraj was saying in that little bit, to be surrendered always, not surrendered for five minutes every day. You know, most... People who practice some religion in the world, it is like that. I will do my little puja. And then after that I am a materialist. Five minutes, ten minutes. So not like that. Generally in the world it is like that, right? The Muslims, are, if they pray five times a day, and what are they doing rest of the day? Very few people are trying to surrender to God all the time. So the bona fide guru is surrendered to God all the time. Otherwise he cannot be giving us actual information to know and love God. Because it is not theoretical. It has to be realized. It has to be realized. I was there with Srila Prabhupada in New York when we met him at the airport and the reporter was asking Prabhupada, at what age did you realize God? 
And Brava said, I cannot say from the age. And the reporter asked again, but at what age? Brava said, always I have realized God. I cannot give some age. And the reporter says, yes, Swamiji, but at what age did you first experience God? I said, I've always experienced God. Yes, yes, but what age? What age? And then Brava said, oh, maybe four or five years old. And another time some reporter was asking, have you seen God? Have you seen God? Prabhupada said, if I tell you, will you believe me? <laughs> so finally, at some back and forth, the reporter says, yes, yes. He said, I am seeing God every moment. So Brahmanishtam, to be fixed, not just as some philosophy. Anybody can read a book and repeat philosophy, that is okay. That is okay, that is not bad. But one should also realize that philosophy. So Guru is realized. And why do we worship Guru? This is a problem for many people. They are saying, why are you worshiping some person? Of course, Prabhupada says that really we are accepting the principle of Guru. He said, not that some man is Guru. Guru is a principle, Guru is a truth. Actually, we are worshipping Lord Nityananda, Lord Balaram. But at the same time, there is a particular jiva who is taking the responsibility to be the agent of Nityananda and Balaram. So that we also reciprocate with. Because to take that responsibility, that is not a small thing. So we worship Guru as reciprocation, not that we think Guru is God. Sakshat Hari Twaina Samasta Shastra. Not Hari, but like Hari. Kintu Prabhuriya Priya Evitasya. Because he's very dear to the Lord. Just like the police officer stops us on the road, we respect like he is the whole government. He's not the whole government. One citizen like us, but not exactly like us. Yeah? So we respect as whole government, every police officer. Isn't that a fact? You go to a country, you go through the immigration. The immigration officer, he's like the whole country. He or she's like the whole country. So anybody who is fully surrendered to the Lord, we respect as if the Lord has come. Not that we think they are the Lord. We don't expect gurus lifting Govardhan Hill or that Guru knows everything past, present, and future. Not like that. But still, we are respecting as if God has come. So this is necessary. Otherwise, we will not be able to be successful in life. So this bond between us and the Lord, it is an eternal bond. Mamai Vamsa Jiva Loke Jiva Bhuta Sanatana. We are eternally bound to the Lord. And the Guru awakens this. It's already there. It's like Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, we already have a treasure given to us by our Father, but we don't know where it is. We don't even know we have it. Father gave us millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of rupees, but we don't even know. 
So Guru awakens that. He says, you have a treasure in your heart. You have a relationship with the Lord. And therefore, our debt to the Guru is also eternal. Because the Guru awakens this, so our debt to Guru is eternal. So every day we're worshipping Guru, but especially once a year we have some focused, more intense worship of Guru. But every day, every day we should be saying the Pranam Mantra and some worship of Guru. So I very, feel very fortunate that I'm getting to uh, say a little something on this appearance uh, 70th, yeah? 71st? 70th. Big landmark. I noticed you have a sign downstairs for you will celebrate 60th wedding anniversaries and 80th wedding anniversaries. But not like 25th or... Only 60th and 80th. That's all. It says wedding anniversary. I see. I was thinking 80th wedding anniversary. They must be 105 years old. <laughs> I thought you don't have too many celebrations of that one. But this big birthday, right? 70th. Very nice. I feel very privileged. And looking at these books... Right? The devotees were looking and saying, I cannot possibly read all these books. Anybody here has read all these books? Anybody? And it's much more work to translate than to read. Yeah? Much more. Probably five times more work to translate them than to read. So this is divine shakti. This is not... In that, this is not possible for ordinary person. It's impossible. I mean, maybe, maybe if he is simply sitting in a cave someplace and never going anywhere and never talking to anybody, then maybe it is possible. But he is a, has managerial responsibilities in the movement. Most people, their managers, they don't have time to read almost. If they are reading, you know, one, two slokas a day, oh, I read one, two slokas a day. <laughs> and traveling? How are you going to translate, you know, in a car, in a plane? In a... But he's doing that. I'm going in a car, it's hard to keep my stomach inside my body. It's hard to translate. So this is extraordinary, and the, the gifts that he has given was talking to Shiva Ramaraj, who's also written many books. He doesn't translate, but he's written many books. And he was saying, this is the real legacy. Well, this stays for hundreds, sometimes thousands of years. So this is a, a great blessing to the whole, the whole world, the whole society of devotees in the whole world, that he's doing this wonderful service. And in addition, he is such an exemplary Vaishnava, very kind, very happy. Prabhupada said, if you're not happy, you cannot make any advancement. He's very jolly, very kind, very compassionate, very scholarly. So thank you very much for allowing me to be here and speak a few words. Um, sorry we got a delayed start with the microphone problem. Thank you. Hare Krishna.